And this latest episode of the Yellabad Podcast is brought to you by Zenium, a Singapore company that offers invisible braces. Invisible braces, you know, Harish. That's where we're at in, in human history. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever put on those braces, those, those big metal ones you know, last time? I did. Like 22 years ago when I was 15, I just had to because my teeth were, were not the straightest. And literally it was, okay, you're going to put this metal stuff in your mouth for two years. You shut up and you come back every three months and we'll tighten it. And then now you've got invisible braces. Well, did that make you Mr. Popular by wearing those those braces? I mean, thankfully my personality was magnetic enough. <laughs> la. Well, they call you um, Mr. Personality, but- you know why, la, right? <laughs> hey, hey. I will take it as I choose to take it again. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh, and I remember the day it came off, it was like a life-changing moment. But now, Zenium is offering invisible braces. Mm. And it's also cheaper. It's um, up to 70% cheaper. Mm. 70% cheaper. And it's also shorter. Like it's 3 to 15 months depending on the complexity. So full disclosure, we haven't tried this. But coming from someone who has had braces in the past, mm. if I was thinking of doing braces, this would be something I would want to check out. La. And I mean, not only is it cheaper, faster and invisible, they also have a partnership with dentists from start to finish. So it's not just some random people putting stuff in your mouth. You have that dentist approval all the way. And right now, Zenium is running a promo under the theme, Together A More Smiley Singapore. Perfect for National Day in August, right? This promo, you get $156 off and the usual price is from as low as $2,400. And the promo code is YALABATZENYUM. You know how to spell YALABAT? Zenium, Z-E-N-Y-U-M. The TNCs do apply, but it's all available at the link in the description in the show notes. So check it out. And now on to the podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we dive into the deepest and darkest and chattiest news of the week with a touch of what, Terrence? A healthy dose of humor, man. Healthy dose of humor. Healthy dose, yeah. Um, you, still, you still got Olympic fever or not? No, la, I mean, Singapore, I think we're almost done already, right? We got... We got very few uh, athletes left competing for medals, right? Yeah, so you got no more Singapore Olympic fever, like where you still can have Olympic fever, right? No, I'm done already. Uh, all my energy is spent in Singapore. Hey, please, like, still got some exciting stuff happening. I thought you basketball fan. The basketball finals are going to haven't happened yet, right? Uh, okay, la, I mean, yeah, la, yeah. There's just that, la, just that. But other than that, I mean the. The athletics. I mean, okay, okay. There's a hundred meter final. Uh, I mean, oh, we already saw the hundred meter final. What we're talking about? Yeah, hundred meter final. Two hundred meter. Two hundred meter final oh. and four hundred meter final all coming up in the next couple of days. And the relays are and the relays. Mm, the relays are fucking right. exciting, man. Those are those are fun to watch. Yeah, even yeah, for someone who doesn't, even for someone who doesn't run at all. No, so can you imagine if there was a full crowd or not? Like now, whenever I watch it, it feels. I, I really am enjoying the Olympics, but if there was a full crowd, uh, holy mm. shit, man, that would be great. Yeah, but you know, uh, social distancing, uh, that is the problem. That, that is, is the, the problem. problem. Yeah. That's but, literally but before, the problem that we're going to talk about later, so, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But before that, the what is the, the one plug that we need to say every episode? Which is if this podcast has touched you in any, any way, please do at least tell one person about it. Uh, or if the Reddit has been interesting to you anyway, please do tell one other person about it to join our subreddit to, for some really interesting discussions. Uh. 
Yeah, and the link in that subreddit is uh, in the description. We have a thousand four hundred wonderful members. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure they're gonna have stuff to say about this first topic, man. Yeah, 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 it's a big one. But what what is this first topic? And I mean, it is related to social distancing, But what is it? Yeah, social distancing. So um, two days ago, uh, uh, Nick Nick Mikhail, who is a uh, I think it's a famous actor in, in Singapore. Uh, mm. He's acted a lot for Surya, which is the Malay channel. Mm. Um, and he uploaded a CCTV footage uh, two days ago that mm. showed um, some social distancing ambassadors and enforcement officers, uh, mm. also known as SDAs and SDEOs, mm. uh, entering his house and talking to his wife um, I mean, we can't hear anything because it's a CCTV video. Yep. And then one of the officers follow his follows his wife into her bedroom, I guess, um, which was revealed to to be her retrieving her identity card. Mm. While the rest mm. of the uh, officers just stood around and like looked around at stuff in his house, lah. Mm-hmm. So that night itself, he uploaded a video. No, in fact, that that CCTV footage was uploaded uh, in response to a video he. Uploaded three days ago, mm, uh, which mm. was talking about that incident, like where apparently these SDAs and SDEOs just rocked up to his house at ten forty-five p.m. Yeah. and entered the house, mm-hmm. um, and then following that, um, URA clarified that um, safety distancing officers can actually enter and inspect homes for COVID nineteen rule breaches without a warrant, mm. and then the whole internet of Singapore blew up mm. at the realization that this is actually true. Mm. And we're talking about safety, distance, enforcement officers, right? Not ambassadors, right? Yes. Yeah, and right. I never knew there was a difference between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, right. And, and uh, what is the difference between the two? Uh? Uh, I think basically enforcement officers are, are, are like uh, higher level uh, than the SDAs. SDAs can only like encourage and, and, and call for backup. Uh, from someone higher but apparently these safety distance enforcement officers have more authority and power to 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 uh, execute lah, basically but I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure what is the main difference between them do you, do you have that looked up really? I mean I tried looking but honestly I, I couldn't find that much I assume there is uh, some hierarchy at play yeah yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm because sure. because I mean, even in like um, politics in general, the ambassador is like the the diplomatic uh, uh, person, while the enforcement officer is like the disciplinarian. Yeah, correct, correct. So I guess it's because um, maybe because it's a URA, right? So obviously you don't want to have to call on the police uh, every time you need to issue a fine because I know like SDAs. Uh, social distancing ambassadors themselves can't be the ones issuing the three hundred dollar fine for for safety distancing breaches, lah. So I'm guessing that the the power of enforcing the fines is farmed out to these safety distance enforcement officers, lah. You know, so that you don't have to oh. always call police every time you want to issue a fine. So it's like it's it's a bit like you you know you litter or whatever you get caught by by someone from NEA or whatever, right? Where you don't necessarily mm. get caught by a police officer. Yeah. I see. Okay, so so I mean I found a definition on this is the NEA website. So it's mm. not the it's not the safety dis- is there's an enforcement officer and they mm. have uh, and something in the FAQs. What is the difference between an enforcement officer and an ambassador? Like except 
that for NEA, it is not a social distancing ambassador, it's a SG clean ambassador. Mm, so I guess right, every right. agency in Singapore has their own ambassadors. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's but the right. difference is like police officers, enforcement officers are empowered to take enforcement action against the public for breaches of safe distancing measures. Mm, ambassadors mm. guide businesses and individuals to comply with safe distancing measures. Correct. So one is a, a guider, la. one is a I'll fuck you up kind of person. La. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so, so, so I, I think we've yeah, clarified then, but, that. But probably their powers are also limited uh, up to a certain point as well. I don't think they can, I don't think they can go beyond a certain thing. But but, but here's what we're discussing is that, is that they actually have powers that, that probably surprise a lot of people in terms of what they're able or not able to do. And why, why is yeah. that so? Uh? Because, I mean, like there is a, I'm also like somewhat confused because these, the, the, the whole conversation here uh, uh, refers to both the, um, the let's see, uh, the, the COVID-19 Temporary Measures Act mm. uh, of 2020 and the Infectious Diseases Act. Mm. So, so the, yeah, the COVID-19 Temporary Measures Act, like obviously it was enacted uh, last, last year, I believe, yeah. uh, the temporary measures. And essentially... There is some statement that uh yeah, let, let me let me read it out. Mm. An enforcement officer has all the powers of a health officer authorized under section 55A, 55B, and 57 of the Infectious Diseases Act. Mm. Then you're like, what the fuck is the Infectious Diseases Act? So the Infectious Diseases Act basically gives um people the the power to yeah, to search premises without uh, a warrant. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So but the thing is, by right, the Infectious Diseases Act don't come in uh, at play. Mm. Uh, but because the Temporary Act refers to the Infectious Diseases Act, there is that link. Mm, I see, I see. Okay. So, I mean, like, I know the NEA, they, when the, the enforcement officers are also allowed to enter premises to, uh, if, if they suspect that there is like dengue hotspots or something in your premises, like. So, so, yeah, correct. So that that is, uh, I would say, is a parallel, lah, right? This one is where they, if they suspect that there are breaches of social safety distancing, they are allowed to enter premises and and enforce, lah, right? Yeah, but that's where I guess it gets tricky, lah, because you like let's say let's say there's this uh dengue thing, lah. Mm. So you 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 have you can go in without a warrant and and uh, what you call it search la. Mm. but then if the temporary measures act for covid refers to the infectious diseases act but it is not the threat of an infectious diseases disease that allows enforcement officers to go in but rather just a mere complaint from a neighbor about suspected breaching of covid measures mm. that's fucking scary la. yeah yeah i think that's the scary part that it can be weaponized because, by someone who doesn't like you la, right just by complaining yeah, about because you. <laughs> because apparently for Nick Mikhail, it was like even the URA themselves said that mm. the six officers mm. visited multiple premises in that area. Uh, it's a landed property area mm. because there were complaints of a lot of lights uh, coming from Nick Mikhail's house and two cars parked in the porch with the gate open. Mm. But then Nick Mikhail released uh, CCTV footage of his outward pointing camera showing his porch uh, mm. where there was only one car and it wasn't even a different night because you can see the six uh, SDAs and SDEOs walk past. So he's saying, what do you mean 
the light is on, the lights were off. Yeah, yeah. And this is where you look, wow, fucks, yeah. And he said his wife um, was uh, sleeping as well, right? In pajamas, yeah, because yeah. she took the, her second shot, so she was a bit groggy. Yeah, 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 correct, correct. So it's just like, um, <laughs> that means, and I guess, I guess why people are alarmed is that technically, I don't think it's that difficult to impersonate um, an SDA or SDEO, mm, right? Mm. At most, you need what a badge. Yeah. You need like a fake body camera yeah. uh, to go in, yeah. and there have already been cases of of SDAs kind of like uh, abusing their powers. Like I think mm. last year there was um, an SDA who was fired after unprofessional behavior because he was trying to solicit stores from mm. uh, like a jewelry jewelry store, and he got yeah. fired because there was CCTV footage. Yeah, yeah. So it just feels like wow. Um, is worrying lah, but yeah. but, but what, you what are, are here, here you are uh, complaining about uh, you know your rights <laughs> and your ah, rights coming, to privacy. Coming, coming, devil's advocate coming. Yeah, you, here you are complaining coming. about your rights to privacy and 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 everything lah. But then at the same time, you're advocating everyone get poked by a needle and injected with an unproven, uh, uh, you know something that isn't hundred percent proven to be. Uh, safe in the long term, uh, in, mm. in the name of of guarding against COVID, lah, right? So, mm. so, so, um, why, 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 why are you making such a ruckus here versus uh, <laughs> then against the first vaccination? All, you just keep quiet, lah. You just first, quite first quiet. All, just take the vaccination only. First of all, uh, once again, uh, you are you are using my detailed explanation of the situation as a vocalization of my sentiment. Mm. Um. Mm. I do feel that that because it's two different matters, right? Like one mm. one is you are literally physically invading a space which normally requires some sort of warrant. Your body, um, la, your body, your, your body is being invaded. Fuck right? you! People want to invade my body anytime. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I think because. Um, it it just it just feels like this is where it feels like along the way the regulations like almost meant well, mm. but it opens up this very very dark potential loophole because right now to become an SDA, I think um it is quite uh like like in fact there there's a I'm guessing a demand for people to become SDAs and mm. SDEOs mm. lah right. Mm. And he, we are seeing more and more cases of SDAs doing like uh, unscrupulous things. There was someone else who was fired for shopping without a mask, mm-hmm. I think. An SDA? Right? Uh, yeah, uh, oh, safe, okay. uh, safe distancing ambassador forgot to wear a mask after visiting restroom. Mm, okay. So that also ha- has to be clarified. But then if these same people get warrants to enter someone's house, mm. um, that's a bit tricky. Mm, mm. Actually, maybe, you the, so? you, maybe the vaccination is not the... The best parallel, uh, but 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 let's yeah. say trace together, trace together. So so we've yeah. we've complained. I mean we've, uh yeah we've definitely have you know gotten angry after it was revealed that trace together can be used for something outside of just the uh, tracing you whether you you go in contact with a COVID patient or what like, right? Um, yeah. So but we kind of accepted that as like the communal uh, sacrifice that we have to make in order to uh get past COVID lah. So, in, in this case, why, why is the difference that, that you think is making people like seem to jump out of their seats a lot more than, than the Trace Together app, for example? 
Because Trace Together app ultimately it is it is an an app and it's not a person. Mm. It's like saying, okay, Terrence, would you be okay if at night, 10, 11 p.m., this little Trace Together capsule just just appears beside you versus yeah. a fully grown man? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's the, the tricky thing. I, some people have pointed out that, okay, um, the safety distancing ambassadors who maybe the the process of becoming a safety distancing ambassador is not as intricate as an enforcement officer. Mm. The ambassadors don't have powers to enter a place physically, like, but the yeah. enforcement officers do. Yeah. So, no, I but, think that what you say is true. Like, that, that this trace together, ultimately, if you really feel very, very uncomfortable about it being there, uh, yeah. I mean, you just leave it at home or you switch off your Bluetooth or something, like, right? On your phone. Yeah, it's then, not like Chucky. Like. Yeah. It's not like Chucky, it, that horror not, guy. Yeah, it doesn't just who follow just you. Appears. But, <laughs> yeah, it but, doesn't follow you. Yeah, what, what, what you're worried about, and, and we all know that uh, yeah, like, human beings are not not uh, simple creatures who just, you know, who, who just, um, yeah, like, just will, will stick and do, to their, do all their jobs professionally and everything. I'm not saying that these guys are unprofessional or what, but he did point out like the way the one of the officers... Uh, like you know, really looked at his own private photos in his house and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it it just feels like someone's snooping around your house, uh, especially when it's at night and you're not at home and you're just seeing your family. That's your family being subjected to this kind of thing. Uh, it's just not a pleasant experience, uh, Right. And, and and I mean, I saw on Reddit a lot of people were like making comparisons to much more authoritarian regimes. Uh, I mean, maybe it's a bit of a stretch, uh, but Gestapo and stuff like that. And they say that the intentions may be noble which is to prevent safety distancing, social distancing. But that's assuming that the people enforcing are also noble, right? And then what if it's, yeah. you know, if this power comes in the hands of someone who doesn't care about, you know, following the, the rule of the law mm. or, or, or thinks he can stretch it for his own uh, nefarious purposes or something, like, then then that's where you, you start, it gets into this like gray area lah, and then slippery slope of like, you know, what, 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 what things are allowed and what's not allowed. So, uh yeah, I, I think that's where it's a bit different from the trace together or, or even the the vaccine, like, right? Which we we ultimately we have independent uh medical bodies overseas and, and everything to verify that this vaccine is safe for you and stuff, like, right? And yeah. you, you can make and, a choice about it, like, basically. Yeah, and I mean he also pointed out something is true, like okay, his gate was open, mm. but let's say you wanted to go to someone's house, right? If the yeah. gate is open, doesn't mean you walk in. Like yeah. you just see this random house, can you just yeah. walk in? You can't, you can't. Then and, what? And just cause, just cause there's like two cars parked outside, doesn't mean shit about how many people are inside, right? You know, it could be yeah, anybody, just... anybody parked outside your 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 house, and then suddenly it means that you broke laws, man. And it could just be they are not fans of Kapul and they came alone. Mm. Two cars, what? two people. Yeah, I mean, like Chinese New Year, when you go around any kind of people's house, there's hundreds of cars parked outside and all, right? It doesn't mean that yeah. they're all in the same house or anything, right? And it also feels like, um, okay, people, but okay, that they're, like, we are just assuming that the CCTV footage wasn't doctored and he wasn't mm. having a massive rave or something, right? Mm. Because yeah. if people complain, but then, is there no no recourse for the person who even called in? Because there's the concept of swatting. Have you heard of swatting? Mm, no, not. I mean, I, I think I know, yeah, but not entirely. No, I, I can't explain it. Lah. What is it? Lah? 
Yeah, it, it's this practice that I think started in the US or UK where mm. people just uh, call the police mm. um, on someone's address. Yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. and I think it became uh, more well-known because when people were streaming Twitch live stream or something, yeah. and if they had a lot of haters, someone would just call the police mm. and uh, find out, like, like having found out the address of the Twitch streamer or something and swat them on the live stream. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the US, when like um, where 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 police enforcement is a very touchy topic now, getting yeah. swatted, especially in the middle of the night, is fucking scary, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know if you might get accidentally shot or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Thank God Singapore uh-huh. hasn't hasn't reached that level yet. Worst yeah. case, they look at your family photos. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's like the 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 thing that happened um in Nick Mikhail's house, So yeah. So unfortunately. Yeah, they may have a warrant, but the way they did it, they walk up uh, into someone's private property at 10.45 p.m. Mm. Uh, and just knock on the door. Then also, like the f- the one guy following a female civilian into the wherever, some room or something, also is a bit shady. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they need to they need to get the protocols right. Because, I mean, even, even for us, right, as like um, on production and everything, you try your best to never never make a situation where, you know, it's just one guy and one girl in a room together or something like that. Even if it's a waiting area or something like this, right? Um, much yeah. less, much less a you know a resting area or makeup area or, or anything like that, lah, Right? Because because uh, not only for social distancing, but just in terms of you don't want anything to happen, and then after that, there's a he say she say kind of thing, and no one can independently independently verify what happened either, lah, Right? Um, hmm. So. It's quite shocking to me that they are they, uh, that that yeah this will happen like That you know the a male uh, enforcement officer will just follow a female into into her private residence and room, and yeah like, basically walk past the gate even though, uh, and just knock directly on the door already like. I think that's a bit of a breaching things a little bit already like. uh, Yeah, yeah, but, just, but what happened to gender? What happened to gender equality? Yeah, uh? why why if female follow men can? Uh? Uh, female follow no, yeah, shouldn't it shouldn't be be the case either lah. That's what I'm saying huh? Is that there shouldn't mm. it should never be a one on one kind of situation where it could, could be a he say she say problem lah. And if there is going to be such a situation, then there must be like body cams being used lah. And I, I think there weren't any body cams in this situation either. I right? think there were body cams on, on the, the people police. outside. Yeah, the people outside. Yeah, waiting which outside, is, which is yeah. pointless lah. Right? Yeah. So, I is the pro- processes that really. A bit tricky, no? I, I think I guess what what um, URA's response wasn't didn't exactly uh, inspire a lot of confidence that that uh, that they would they, you know they, they never said that they never addressed the elephant in the room is like how, how they make sure that this these powers are, will not be abused by anybody like, right all the yeah, all they I just tried it. yeah all they said was just like give us an account of what happened and and the probable cause and and. Never address the fact how many, how many people actually complain, and how many houses did they actually see that night, you know, in the estate or anything like that. Because I think these facts are important, lah, Right? Like you say, like if it's just one neighbor doesn't like you or something like that, and then they just call the police on you and swat you, and and and, and yeah, you know, it just becomes like a swatting, uh, back and forth nonstop, lah, Right? Yeah, that's why. Right. Then can you imagine we're recording podcasts and then we're doing live stream, mm. and some fucker go and swat us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've seen, uh, we've seen sort of like situations like that before, where 
certain uh, in certain uh, activists and all that who have shown videos of police coming to their house and and searching through their stuff and everything and and and, and not very not exactly sure what the the, the point of it is lah. But but it just reeks of very uh, abuse of power lah, right? When you see things like that happening. And then uh, this guess, is, in this yeah. case, I don't know. Like, I mean, the guy was very upset. Uh, I, I, maybe because he wasn't at home and all that. Like, but uh, yeah, like, it's just, I, I think they, they need to clean up their processes a bit if they want to continue doing things like this without without raising a ruckus. Like. Yeah, but suddenly, I mean, wow. I can imagine, let's say if if the virus was going like apeshit crazy like, mm. and like cases are in the thousands, yeah. you think it'd be easier to stomach if people have warrants to just go in? Um, even then, I think it's still, you got to ask yourself, where's the bulk of these, of these kind of cases happening? Like? And I think a lot, a lot of it came out like, how come the KTVs, had so many people <laughs> going on, <laughs> and then wait, and then they are spending their time sending six people to people's private residences. Where where there's I don't know, it's probably a maximum of how many people you can actually have over at a private residence or so lah, right? Because it's, it is <laughs> kind of more obvious than in a KTV lah. Whereas KTV so is easily squeezing in 20, 30 people at a go, you know. That means the the one takeaway is if anyone shows up at your door, just say you're a KTV. And they'll be like, oh, sorry, F, sorry. F, sorry, yeah, F. okay, we cannot, we won't enter. We trust you. <laughs> you know, we trust that you will be responsible. Yeah, and yeah. you won't do anything bad at all because, yeah. you know, you have pivoted on paper to an F&B establishment, correct? Yeah. Yes, go on. Go on and be an yeah. F&B establishment with no social distancing measures breached. Yeah, but to, but to clarify, that's, what they, that's not what they said was the problem with KTV. La. They just... They say that it's basically because it's very it's very hard to actually catch them red-handed in the act because they have lookouts and everything. So I, mm. I don't know if I don't know if these private houses that have that bother to have parties during this period, if they have lookouts like that as well. Uh. What you you scared? I sounded like one of those people in the anti-vax Telegram group, uh, just well, spreading all these false rumors. You're saying exactly what some people are saying as a joke, lah, <laughs> on know. Reddit as a joke. Yeah, I mean, yeah, joke. correct. But 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 the, yeah. the, the the I think the. I mean, it's also, yeah, like, like KTV needs, you need to do a raid on a KTV, probably you do need police officers, like vice, anti-vice police officers and all that, like, right? Not, yeah. and less so the safety distance enforcing officers and all. Like. Yeah, I mean, I think if we ever go to war, the, the lookouts for KTVs will need to be recruited, man. Yeah, yeah, Talking yeah. like you got a HQ and like all your CO and general all that, you just put the KTV lookouts there. No one will ever read them. They'll be the scouts, uh, scouts. Yeah, they'll be the scout scouts. Unit. <laughs> the KTV, ex-KTV lookouts now Correct. form a scout unit. No need motorbike or yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. You just give them a space. They're like, okay, make sure you, you detect. Don't need yeah. lasers. No need nothing. Yeah, just yeah. fucking KTV scouts. Yeah, that's a special KTV thing. scouts. But you know, like who is the the organization that unfortunately kind of screwed over is NEA, man. Yeah, they because were pulled into Nick, it, right? Yeah, Nick Mikel at first was shitting on NEA in his yeah. first video and that video has been seen like a hundred plus thousand times. Mm. But he ad- later ad- uh, admitted that he incorrectly called them out because it actually falls under the jurisdiction of URA, which yeah. is the Urban Redevelopment Authority. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not clear why there's a difference. I'm assuming NEA is with the parks and the public spaces. URA mm. is with property. Yes, correct. Yeah, you're right. I think URA right. is more so, about uh, the actual buildings that we live in, right? And live and work in. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so I mean, he put an updated video uh, where after consulting his lawyers, he did point out certain things that were still not followed, like certain proto- mm. protocols. Like I think mm. if if a SDEO appears um, and is denied entry, they can come back but must give six-hour notice or something. They can't just barge in. So they can still mm. enter without a warrant yeah. but they need to give some sort of heads up. Yeah, and yeah. he apologized to NEA. Um, so so it just feels like, I mean, it brought to light um, uh, the whole thing about SDAs and SDEOs. Yeah. And just reading it, now, I don't know, when I read like SDAs, it feels like there are all these groups now which unfortunately come into public eye at some point or the other. If it's mm. not CECA, it's now yeah. SDA. And like it, it's causing a bigger discussion because yeah. uh, also Jade Rasif, you know, the the mm. very vocal influencer, mm. she posted some stories about how there are SDA officers, male SDA officers that follow her and kind of take some photos of her. Like, and now mm. she's put a call out for any females to share stories. Mm, so mm. it's really, you can imagine in her room, she yeah. has a chart of all the ministries. Uh. She yeah. can cross out MOM already. <laughs> now it's fucking URA, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, but nothing that just you know, hit me about all these stories is that I guess maybe it really signifies how how as a, you know, as a population and everything, we are moving towards a post-COVID world. Uh, not, mm. not saying that we're out of the woods yet with COVID, lah, but the fact that people are starting to think about, hey, uh, these laws that were enacted during COVID, uh, what, what what are the limits to these laws? Lah, right? should, we, should, we, should we be worried about this? Should we be starting to dial them back since we're supposed to be, you know, COVID is supposed to be endemic and all that? Um, because I, I think early, early on, we were probably just struggling to keep up lah, right, with the spread of COVID and, and around the world. But now we're at the state where we can sort of like, okay, let's take a look. Let's take stock of everything that has been has happened in the past year and a half. La. And, and, mm. and, and uh, I think this is, this is one of them where people are going to realize like uh, a lot of laws, a lot of new laws were pushed through during COVID that we might look back and like, hey, actually what are we thinking when, when this law was approved and passed and all that? La. Yeah. Mm. And... I mean, just so happened that also in Parliament on Monday afternoon of August 2nd, mm. there was a police force amendment bill. Mm. So so I think this is still being discussed, but I think in general it was um, about delegating top-level police leadership to civilian officers. Like basically, mm. I think expanding the power of civil officers. Like. So that's mm. why exactly like what you said, you know, like... I think when the Trace Together shenanigans came out that they might use the Trace Together data for criminal investigations, people were like, huh, what the fuck? Mm. But at that point in time, it was like, okay, la, fuck, la, we're in COVID, we need to track yeah. and all that. But now, yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels like, yeah, people are like, whoa, 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 this is a temporary act. Yeah. How temporary is temporary? Yeah, correct, correct. So, it's a, I think there'll be more of these kind of things popping up in the next couple of months la, as we start rolling back uh, as we start, hopefully start moving out of phase two, uh, phase two restrictions and all. Uh. Yeah, but you know who's the main, the one winner from this whole thing? Uh? Mm, Jade Rasif. Uh. Uh, no, like Jade Rasif hasn't won yet. Like. She's mm. warming up at the starting blocks. Uh, you know, like like just mm. like putting the, the starting blocks. Yeah. It is the manufacturers of CCTVs. Ah, uh, yes. I tell you, Important, after yeah. this, right, fucking is like the new dash cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right, right. You got dash cam for your car now. Maybe everybody needs to wear a body cam or CCTV, la. And mm-hmm. and that's maybe what we are, what we are the the post COVID world, la. 
everybody yeah. everybody is on is on high alert uh. the phone the phone is almost it takes too long to bring out the phone from your pocket and start recording you need a body yeah. cam man body cams gopros uh, basically everyone just wears a gopro on them all GoPros, day gopros man <laughs> GoPros. Yeah, time to buy that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, if there's a lawyer out there listening who um, has detected any fallacies or anything that we have said uh, with regards to the statutes or like the Infectious Diseases Act, please uh, enlighten us in our subreddit because even trying to read through and understand it, I'm fucking confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But speaking of being confused as well, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Our second topic also is about something, something that was a bit confusing at first, like when it was posted. Uh, ah, that has, has stirred up two different camps of, uh, stirred up two different camps of very angry people, uh, right? And, yeah. And what is this? What is this topic? Um, it was yet another government poster mm. that has caused a ruckus and a kerfuffle. Yeah. Um, it was an NDP poster at Tanjung Pagar GRC. That shows uh, showed the 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 MPs for that for that GRC, including Indraji, Indrani Raja, and mm. I think Elvin Tong, I believe. Elvin Tan, yeah. Elvin Tan. Yeah. Um, and in the top right hand corner, um, there was a um a like quarter of a circle that showed an Indian family. Mm. Uh, I think it's like uh, a family of six, so four children and two parents, and it was an Indian family, lah. So mm. there was a Facebook Facebooker by the good by the name of Andrew Lee, yep. who just shared that image with the caption "forward as received," and he typed it like how uh, I think older people on social media type like they just reduce the length of the word as much as possible. So it's F W D space A S space R E C D. Mm. That's all. And mm. then in the comments, um, there were commenters like saying, Sai, it's probably it's time to sing Count on Me India. Then maybe India celebrate National Day on National on the same day as Singapore. <laughs> Kanina, they like they are celebrating India National Day. Mm-mm-mm. And even people calling for the person in charge should have his head roll. Like, this is subtle insult to Singaporeans and let's see what his million dollar ministers have to say now, especially the ones calling us racist and xenophobic. Mm. So the main complaint was that why is it an Indian family in a poster that is meant to celebrate our national day, lah. Mm. Mm. Correct. So, how do you come across this? Uh? uh, same, same as you. I mean, I, I, th- I think I saw that forward as received, um, thing pointing out in the poster how, uh, the representation of a Singapore family was entirely of uh, I mean, it was an Indian family, lah, right? Um, yeah, but. I I also had this feeling like it was, this is like clickbait to bring out all the, to bring out all the racists like you know, because there probably was a, uh I I believe that there probably was a larger context to as to what this poster was, uh and and, and I was correct like it was there was a series of, of these posters that featured different families from the Tanjung Baga district like, right in the top right mm. corner in the top left corner of the picture, and um. Mm. And this one just happened to be an Indian family, or uh, yeah, uh, and and there probably were others that had Chinese family or whatever mixed family or Eurasian family. Every different types of families featured there, lah. Uh, they just took this one and made it look like it was the one National Day poster for the whole Tanjung Baga. So so it, yeah. it was definitely it was almost like it was it was 
put out to just incite anger against against the the government or so, or whatever lor. So you're saying he's like the Andrew Lee dude, who I think is a real dude. I don't I don't think he's a troll account. Yeah. Uh, I mean he has deactivated his account now. But you're saying yeah. it was put out like by by who? Just some people who want to fuck things up. Eh? Yeah, because I mean it's a there's a lot of tension at this time, right? Between between uh about when we're talking about race and, and things like that. So something like this, like when taken out of the context of of a larger campaign that it is, this looks like it excludes uh it deliberately excludes uh, certain races from it, lah. So yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. It just felt like the kind of the kind of poison that 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 gets fed around like conspiracy theory groups and all, lah. Yeah, but but I think I I mean I can totally see it as the the person or people just being disgruntled mm-hmm. by something like that, lah. I mean, this is like the equivalent of a comedian making. A distasteful joke, or what sounds like a distasteful joke in, uh, in the context of something wider, where mm. that one line is taken out of context, like because mm. this is literally one photo out of twenty four photos, I think. Yeah. But yeah. to me, this I don't know. When I saw this, I was like, oh my god. Okay, so I don't know if you saw, but the person who's in that photo, one of the young kids in the photo, actually posted on Instagram. Mm. Um, and his name is uh. His name is Thiruban Tanarajan. So mm. he posted that, okay, uh, that is my family. He was born and bred in Singapore. His parents are from India, but they've been in Singapore for like 30 years. And he's represented Singapore athletics since the age of 15. Mm. So he's right. like fucking hardcore Singaporean. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I just found this so stupid because every time I see one of those uh, ads, I mean banners in uh, the heartlands or anywhere, and they feature four racers. I'm like, yeah. do we really have to four four have the four racers represented? <laughs> Are people not mature enough to know that yeah. if you put one race, it doesn't mean it is reflective of everything. Correct. But this proves it wrong, lah. So maybe, yeah. maybe even in this, you can imagine the Tanjung Paga committee thinking, you know what? Let's let's progress beyond always having four races on the same banner. Mm. I think Singapore is ready to have just one family per banner, mm. and People should be able to absorb that. La. But yeah. then, nope. Yeah. Nope, I, nope, nope. Um, I guess the question is that, do you think that they were a bit naive in, in thinking that, that it wouldn't be taken out of context like that? Actually, now that you say it, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, because to me, it's like, um, the, the the very least that I would have done there is to just sort of like, uh, you know, maybe put a, this is a, Tanjong Paga family, or, or just kind of indicate maybe the last name of the family or something like that, lah, right? Or like Singaporean. This is a Singaporean, but wow, I don't then know. You yeah, go on to but, what, but to yeah, what extends, yeah? Yeah, but in just in this climate that we're in and all, it's just uh, you have to think very carefully when you put people in your posters, in your messaging, and everything. Especially when it comes to things like race, religion, and very, very, even even very strong opinions about anti-vaxxers and stuff like that, like, right? I think, uh, you and I were having a very interesting discussion off camp, uh, off off, off topic, like, from this whole thing. You and I were having a very interesting discussion about whether we should like, uh, speak to any anti-vaxxers, for example, on our podcast, mm. right? And and uh, I think mm-hmm. at first we were both very on about it, but after thinking more about it, we're like, you know, if we speak to these anti-vaxxers, like. Can we guarantee them that they're not gonna get like harassed and 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 you know like uh, uh people will be throwing vitriol at them and their family and their kids and how how do we make sure that that these people 
you know, don't get don't get um, skewered lah on social media. And I realized like we can't, you know, we can't guarantee the 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 safety. No, not say the safety lah. We can't guarantee that these people won't get won't get shit and on And and if that affects their mental health and all that, then then it really uh is a, is a, that's a big consideration for us lah. So in the same way, when you take someone, even though your intention is good and and noble and all that to show that Singapore is very open and all that, the moment you take their face and their image and you put them in your production, your video or your thing, you need to be wary of how people might interpret that and you need to think about it from a lot of different angles, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true because, yeah, I mean, now that you mention it, it, it almost feels like while I think as a society, we should be able to accept that, okay, there are Indian families in Singapore that are not always standing next to a Malay family or, mm. a, or a Chinese family. Mm. Um, maybe in this time, it's, it's like when the government comes, tries to be progressive, they still shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, some, yeah, somehow true, I feel uh. like, yeah, maybe, maybe just... Bit, uh, I mean, maybe these people don't really keep in touch with what's going on in current affairs, but I think the last two months, two, three months have been quite tense in terms of uh, racial relations. Race, and talking la, about right. race. La. So you need to have extra, take extra care in this and, and not not wait for some something to be misread and then after the MPs have to jump in and, and make corrections and then end up looking like, like they didn't think through it carefully. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like the government is like how I am with my girlfriend sometimes when I'm doing something she doesn't want um, then she hints to do something else but not really and then I do that something else and then it still is <laughs> not not what I should do and I think you can so you're, saying, you're, saying, you're saying your girlfriend is not clear in her communications with you la. is that what eh, you're trying eh, to say fuck you <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> I'll just put it out in words for see, you <laughs> see I just I just did the same mistake as the government I yeah. overshared something and, I, and now it's going to come and bite me in the ass <laughs> yeah, don't worry if you're but, listening to this. It was just a joke. That was just a joke. <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's always like, I. So this is. I, I wish there could just be like, uh, release the BTS footage of these kind of decisions being made in the committee to mm. understand what their thought process was. Because if they're doing 26 different banners, that's that's quite interesting. How do they decide where to, where to put the Indian family versus the Chinese family versus mm. the Malay family versus the Eurasian family? Yeah. It just feels like one of those things that, yeah, in, in this climate, anything to do with race, right? You got to be fucking careful, man. Yeah, yeah. And anytime you use, especially private citizens, uh, if you're using our, their photos for the purpose of your propaganda, and I, I say propaganda totally in the way that it is propaganda, right? It is your 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 politicians, you know, putting using their face out there and everything. Anytime you use a private citizen's uh, picture for propaganda, you need to, I think you need to be doubly careful and, and you take full responsibility like, when shit like that happens, right? Which I yeah. mean, to their credit, I guess they have in the sense that the minister, uh, Alvin Tan, stepped forward and, and, and wrote a Facebook post about it and all that. Like. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, the, the best thing was, is not for it to get to this point, like. I can imagine now, like, any task force that is in charge of designing a poster that is going out to public, right? It'll mm. be, like, fucking the commandos, no? They have to, they have to get all their, their best uh, young, I don't know, a- admin officers and all to work on because they cannot fuck up anymore, man. Yeah. But I wouldn't even yeah. say this is a fuck up. Like, it's hard to say this is a fuck up. It's yeah. almost like, uh, 
I don't know, there needs to be another layer of of quality control given this climate. Mm. Maybe once we open up, once people can relax a bit, once things are not as stressful. Even yesterday, there was another student who climbed over the rails of mm. a Yochukang MRT station and almost did something horrible yeah. uh, to herself. Yeah. People are tense. Mm. People are angry. Uh, this whole and this vax and no vaccine thing is also pushing people to to the edge. Mm. Uh, wow, yeah. tricky, sure. Yeah, unfortunate lah. I mean, you, you can say that. Oh, but they're just trying to do their job. But I mean, yeah, like, that's that's your role as a a representative of the people. You know, where they, they vote for you, and your salary is being paid for by taxpayers and all that. You have to look out for everyone's interests, and you have to make sure that you know no single group gets vilified because of your your oversight lah when using them for the propaganda and all lah right yeah i mean just I mean, an example for ourselves also even for our yeah la, for our videos and stuff like that you know it's a real there's a there are real protocols in place so we do think about these things you know getting people's signatures you know when they when they appear in our videos accidentally or what um uh you know making sure that we ask permission if we are going to do if we're going to portray them in a certain way that might not be so favorable or, or might might reveal something about them that's not so favorable uh, um you know like having a a female chaperone the 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 actress or what if she's in a room alone with with other men or doing a more risky kind of scene and things like that lah, right so so all these mm, things mm. need to be thought through kind of carefully and i i i don't buy the excuse that they're just trying to do something good that's why we must cut them slack lah, you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this one, I don't even know whether the families were were asked for their consent before the posters were made. Well, I, I, but I mean, the photo has to be taken by somebody, right? But I mean, if they just take it off Instagram or something, like what they did, no, uh, they are, with that's, that, that's fucked up, lah. That's that that is fucked up, lah. If they did, but they I did don't that. think there's any be any news of that, lah. So so I I yeah, I think if that was a was the case, it would have come out already, lah. No, I think what happens is that this uh. Even from what I hear, like sometimes this, I mean, they, they're this meet the people sessions or not meet the people sessions, but sometimes they go door to door and and meet residents and all that, like, right? And usually there's oh, a sorry. photographer. Yeah. There's usually a photographer so, following so. them around, and then the photographer will like, oh, there's a oh, there's this auntie, this old lady who lives with her her granddaughter. You make for a very nice photo. The two generations stick together with their MP, and then they take and they will ask them for the to take photos, like, and, and use no, use it in and the- all. In the Instagram post by the the kid in the photo, he did say that uh, Tanjung Paga Town Council put out 20 different posters showcasing families of different races and religions and they were invited to be one of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm so sure they were was, in, invited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure and there I was mean, uh, the, that, that like, yeah. This guy had a few very mature posts just saying that, um, yeah, I mean, he was just standing up for his family but he's gotten a lot of support and love. Like. Mm. But you know, like, I don't know whether we have spoken about this on the podcast. I think we have, but you remember in 2014 when we filmed that, that video of me swimming in the Takashimaya fountain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and someone took a photo of me coming out of the fountain before mm-hmm. the video was released and posted it on some forums and Facebook yeah. pages online. Yeah. And there was a slew of xenophobic comments telling yeah. me to go back to India and not dirty the waters of Singapore. Yep, yep, yep. Correct, correct. And so that was similar, in 2014. Like, there's a parallel yeah, here. Like. That was... That was in 2014. Yeah. That's why when when you hear when you hear comments of like, oh, you know, Shamugam saying that, oh, but I thought the racism issue has been getting better. It's literally the same thing. Okay. People saw a photo of like an Indian person in a poster back then, mm. uh, Indian person in a photo, 
and they assume they are out of this country and now seven years later is the same thing mm-hmm. and that makes me sad mm-hmm. I think if I think if you Google, you can still see articles on the new paper or coconuts mm. uh, of of the clarification that publications had to make when they first shared photos of me coming out of the fountain as an un- unidentified uh, dark skin person. Yeah. Uh, and after we released the video, lah. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, yeah, So there are very obvious parallels here to what is happening, and then plus the fact of the additional racial tensions that are, have bubbled up to the surface in recent months. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're just seeing a repeat of this again. Lah. Yeah. Yes, but, then, yeah. but then again, then again, uh, uh, like, like uh, they are, again, let's not look at Chinese people as a monolithic group and everything. Uh. There, there are times when, uh, there are times <laughs> hey, when, I when, never say, yeah, there are times I never when, say anything. like I get mistaken as a foreigner you know who's not from Singapore as well and things like that also lah. So so you know it's not it's not it's not it's, we're not just entirely about race. It's also about xenophobia and and all that lah, right? Yeah, I but but how come you suddenly how come you suddenly so defensive? You never say anything about Chinese people. Eh? No, no, yeah, but I'm, I just think it's important to bring up that uh, yeah, race isn't the sole uh, lens through which we look at this. We look at it through xenophobia and how discussions of Sika have become very toxic in recent months as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how that even affects just a, you know, just a picture of an ordinary Singaporean uh, ethnic Indian family, you know, gets mistaken and gets put into this whole Sika toxic cesspool and all that. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, just unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. It's almost like, I mean, when you see this also, you're like, ah, oh, shit. I think someone mentioned to me the forwarded as received thing mm-hmm. and I was hoping it was not going to blow up, but it I guess these kind of things you can almost, you almost know, like, you almost know it's going to blow up. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I hope mm-hmm. all the agencies can also yeah, be ahead of the curve a little bit, like, this kind of thing. Yeah, and, and even if it sounds irrational, mm. you know, now logic is almost, there's logic, but you need to apply a layer just to maintain the peace yeah. um, for for now for right. now yeah. just for now just write it out okay right government up. comms just write it out until people can go out and, and have their dinner in five or eight people groups again and everything's fine and dandy and, and, and McDonald's is serving nasi lemak burger again and all that kind of stuff lah. back to yeah, life as exactly. per normal yeah yeah, exactly. Just just write it out, okay? Until then, anything potentially just just observe it from every kind of layer possible, yeah. uh, every kind of perspective and vantage point, and just be a little careful now correct, until correct. people get sane again, lah. Yep, yep, that's true. But uh, I guess that that we that, that we can talk about our next segment already. Uh, maybe can, can, maybe can. To lighten up the mood, man. Yeah, lighten it up a bit, lah. Which is uh, yeah. one short comment. So. What is your one short comment of the past few days? Um, my one short comment is uh, uh, wait ah, uh, let me pull it up. Do you have yours in front of you? No, I'm pulling mine up as well. Pulling up, ah, uh, we just pulling it up. Yeah, pulling it up. Uh, so I mean, someone commented something that uh reminded me of something we haven't said yet. So, mm. come Wales mm. posted something on the thread for our podcast 189 about Scarlett Johansson. It was our last podcast. Mm. And yeah, okay, big fan of the podcast. Thank you so much. I've been introducing it to friends and family like some MLM scheme. 
good on you. Okay, every <laughs> listener should do that. Yeah. MLM. Um, but they, <laughs> she, he or she pointed out and asked us, are you all aware that The Amazing Showman, mm. which is a Chinese series that we uh, executive produced, we created and which aired on MeWatch, uh, they were asking, are we aware that it's showing on Channel 8? Yes. And we very much are aware, but did we announce it on the podcast? No, we've totally, and today no. was the, in fact, it's showing, it's showing right now. It's showing right Shit. now, 10.44pm <laughs> on Tuesday, Tuesday 3rd August That's at night, true. the last episode, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, we, okay, I mean so, so it actually, mm. it actually aired on what dates? Uh, it's been airing what? for the uh, last Monday to Wednesday evening, and then yeah. yesterday and today evening, all five, uh, each, each day, there was one episode each day, lah. yeah. So we are plugging it literally when the last episode on the last day it's showing is being shown mm. in real time. Mm. Correct, correct. That's right. Wow, we are great, man. Okay, yeah. but in all honesty, you can watch it on Me Watch. okay? Mm. I mean, it was cool if you watched it on TV, um, but you can watch it on Me Watch. But I guess we can also plug how it's going to be shown as a full telly movie in the coming week, right? Yeah, I think um, we'll come, come closer to the date we will announce exactly when and what time. But I believe it's on 17th August on Tuesday evening that the- On channel- Channel 5. five it will be shown in channel its- Channel 5! Yeah, all five episodes of Amazing Showman will be shown in its entirety on television. Uh, one, yeah, uh, it will go. be- yeah. It will be in Chinese, yep. but um, I mean, half of the exec uh, producing team is Indian, so don't worry. It yeah. is not uh, that there's that, and and it there will be subtitles lah, and it will be shown as a fifty minute telly movie, and it's fucking great to that that it's gonna be shown lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you for that, someone Calm Wales who reminded us that we need to plug our show mm. uh, before mm. they come out and not after it finishes screening. Yeah, correct. But to 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 be to be uh, honest, also it's 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 quite I it's I, I hope that people who maybe never watched the show before watch one of these episodes and then was intrigued to go and catch everything else on me watch la. because honestly mm. it's a bit hard to follow the whole story when it's split up into you know correct day by day la, right. Uh, yeah, only it, because it's it's short story it's 10 to 12 minute episodes yeah, yeah it's a very short minutes. story so it's not it's not the kind of thing that you you particularly remember every single thing about it after after you finished um, after you finished watching it like right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know so cool so, and what is what is what is your one shot thing yeah the I think the just just uh, from the same thread as well like, like Rai Kota was was uh, uh was saying that he he enjoyed what we said about the subreddit like, that we accept alternative view, viewpoints and take the time to ponder replies rather than just shooting off like and he finds that ours is a bit of a safer online space uh, although I, I'm not entirely sure if, if it's really considered safe that way like. but but he uh, I think we are more inviting to for people to leave their comments and and engage with with us a bit more like, right um mm. because uh yeah I, I think this Reddit is probably one of the, the better things that have come out of of engaging in social media for for the past eight years of our exist of Ministry of Funny's existence, right? Um, mm-hmm, in terms mm-hmm, of in mm-hmm. terms of the level of it, of discussion that we are able to bring out in our audience and stuff like that, like, I'm very I'm very 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 proud of it. I can't I can't can't reemphasize it more, but yeah, thanks for also just acknowledging it with us, also, uh, because he said that that. 
initially this this guy said he was this person said he or she was super hesitant to join the subreddit at first like because um you know there there were a lot of childish arguments before and 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 on the Singapore subreddit but now he feels like yeah like there this is one of the better safer spaces to to have discussions or yeah man mm. shout out to that and if you have never dabbled in a, in a reddit just come check it out man yeah, yeah. check it out correct but yeah cool cool uh, and, and now on to the one short thing of the past few days and, yeah. and what would you like to go first so actually the um, one of the viewpoints that I've been trying to look up more of is to find uh, YouTubers who are foreigners in Singapore and try to watch more of their stuff huh. just to try and understand what they how what they think of everything going on in Singapore whether it's like race or COVID-19 measures or anything and um, one of the more interesting ones I, I came across that I've subscribed to as well. Like, is, is actually, uh, she's a Chinese. I think she was a student at NTU or something like that. But she graduated already. Uh, and her, her web uh, channel is uh, Nini Jiang. Uh, Nini, mm. I don't know if that's her name. Like, Jiang Nini or Nini Jiang. Like N-I-N-I-J-I-A-N-G. But uh, mm-hmm. she does like videos of her, you know, traveling, uh, you know, doing hiking around Singapore, visiting gardens by the bay, uh, cycling across the you know the cross island route and stuff like that uh, and yeah like, she does her videos in, in, in Chinese but obviously there's subtitles and things like that so she it's just interesting just to see from a a young foreign student's perspective like what they think about Singapore like you know like we say Singapore is such a small place there's nothing to do it's boring but I watch this and I feel like oh there are people who are getting a lot out of Singapore even during this period like where we're we complaining mm. that there's nothing to do. So, I mean, like she, she's traveled the Clementi Forest Trail. She's done the Sentosa Sunrise Cycling Route. She's gone the Green Corridor Ride. She she tried walking in heavy rain in Jurong Lake Gardens and, and stuff like that. Uh, she went to the Bukit Batok Park that looks like the the Vietnamese thing. So, so you know, just really going around and trying different things. Um, so that that's her channel. But the one short thing I wanted to bring up was that she, she, enjoyed the. She enjoys our Singapore food also. So she just, her most recent mm. video is about a must-try Gui Zap that is from Jurong. It's from Jurong. La. So she actually, uh, I think because her school was near there or something that she actually eats this Gui Zap from this haw- hawker who's been doing it for like uh, almost 40 years. And and she mm. actually has taken a, the effort to film the them doing their work and then go into the house to interview them. And and just really appreciating what they do as a as a skill and an art lah, and then uh, you mm. know we we it's it's rare that you see such a uh, underground kind of perspective, you know from a from someone who isn't natively from Singapore talk about something that's so yeah. Singaporean and but we've also with so much uh, reverence for it lah. So so I I feel like it's it's. It's very interesting when I, when I watch this perspective and I realize, like, oh, actually, yeah, you know, these things that we take for granted, that we say that, uh, you know, yeah, we want to preserve hawker culture and all these things, but there are some people who are really actively out there doing it and, and some that are not even Singaporeans, uh, you know? And it's quite mm. quite amazing. It makes me really want to go and eat this great stuff as well. Uh, but but the, I'm just so amazed that, that there are people out there doing, doing this and they're not even Singaporeans. Uh. It's like one of those things that, you know, like, I I dare say that this is more common than not where people travel more in countries that are further away than their own 
region lah. Because yeah. I think yeah. I've been to more countries in say Central America than Southeast Asia. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Because it almost feels like ah, I fucking always be there. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you get an opportunity to travel, you go as far as you can. Uh. So maybe maybe it's time for all of us to look inward. Yeah. I guess we haven't had a choice like the past fucking eighteen months. We've been looking inward like crazy like. Yeah, and then yeah, just the you know cast aside the negativity about how there isn't anything to do in Singapore, and 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 just go and enjoy the things for yourself lah. Like for example, if you if you go to the Singapore Zoo now, which I actually went last weekend. Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously mm. keep keep the safe distancing numbers and measures and all that lah. But but the capacity of the zoo is like much small. Uh, I mean, twenty five percent now, so you're getting a much mm. uh better experience in terms of. There, there aren't those same crowds that you are used to at all tourist attractions anymore. La. And in that sense, mm. they're much more enjoyable. And just to remind you, you have your Singapore Discovers vouchers still sitting around if you mm. have, if you haven't used them. I know they are very cumbersome to use. But yeah, la, just just try try using them and then yeah, it's a I feel like it's a totally different experience la, nowadays when you go. Uh, yeah, mm. they 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 got it got extended to December thirty first, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So check it out. Nini. All right. Nini Chiang. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um. Okay. My my one stroke thing is a is actually a video that um some got got retweeted quite a lot recently. That was originally uploaded in August on August first, twenty seventeen. And while we are all or at least most of us are experiencing Olympic fever, mm. this video was uh, done by Eurosport, and it just shows a very technical analysis of Usain Bolt's run in 2009 mm, that mm. broke the world record. Mm. And it just, like, why I found it so interesting is literally they do it like a, a second by second breakdown of how Usain Bolt's body and and foot positioning was at like optimal, like it's mm. textbook. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he's right next to Tyson Gay and they point out certain things that Tyson Gay did that uh, like even how far the foot moves from the first step to the second step mm. uh, Tyson Gay apparently followed like an upward arc whereas mm. Usain Bolt went straight so it shaved off a few milliseconds mm. uh, which I found interesting because I've heard that Usain Bolt is not the most technical runner mm. he's just that talented and that much of a physical freak la. but the way they broke this down and it showed like um, how even towards the end when Tyson Gay's speed was reducing Usain Bolt kept on getting faster mm. and that's what Fucking, it's it's scary lah, and and like he, he it's just he, I guess that's what I'm appreciating about the the Olympics, where you see these people who have dedicated so much of their life and just the the technicality. I think for hundred meter, you know, everybody has sprinted in their life, mm. but for Usain Bolt, hey, like that's just your, that kind that's of your that's your privilege. That's your privilege talking ah. Not not everybody has <laughs> ah. Just check your privilege hey. first ah. Hey. Hey, hello. I mean, I also uh, refer, was referring to mental sprints and emotional oh, sprints. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, you check your you check your <laughs> your definition privilege. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same, right? Mental sprint, emotional sprint, physical sprint, all okay. sprints, right? Okay, okay. Even in the business world, you get your sprint meetings, your scrum meetings. Okay. Everybody has sprinted. So in everybody some way, has, has, has at one point or another, lah. As pia, everybody. Uh, okay, even okay. if it's to pia to the bathroom, you have pia before. Okay, okay. But how many of you have PR in perfect harmony with your body to reduce the speed that you take to reach the end of your pianus? Mm. So this video is very yeah. insightful. Like yeah. It's only like three minutes. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Yeah, I cool. think I, I after right. the Simone Biles episode, I watched 
I watched uh, something about Some the physics. Some technical analysis or... Yeah, the physics of Simone Biles, just to understand how she does her thing. And yeah, it's quite... Uh, when they slow crazy, it down man. to a, yeah, a second by second kind of thing, you really see wow, the intricacies involved in something that looks like, you know, very not, not that difficult to do. Lah, and how much effort it actually takes. Lah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We are Thank you. at the end of the podcast. And... Talk to y'all soon. Bye.